Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Lawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, welcome along to the Friday morning episode. Uh, we're going to attempt to catch up with Nicholas Azula's predictions later in this one. Oh, yeah. We've been trying to do that all month, so we might get rid of that, we might not. Um, I don't know, what's going on with you, Sam? Well, there, there's six squirrels in it who have formed a gang in my garden. Wow, and that's they've been joshing about. Do they, do they wear leather jackets? And, yeah, they've uh, all got sort tattoos? of quiffs. Um, <laughs> and they wear leather jackets. And they also have keychains that hang down <laughs> by their thigh, which I find intimidating. Does that and they've got them special flick knives. They've got butterfly not... knives that they can play with and yeah. do all tricks with. Does the keychain does it not indicate the sexuality or their sexual preferences or something like that? No, 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 no. Thing? That's their bandanas, and they do oh, right, wear okay. bandanas in too. The, in the back pocket. Some of them wear biker caps with chains right. around the brim. Anyway, no, this gang. I mean, maybe it's a cliche to talk about the rise of the the urban squirrel, but I don't mm. care because I'm. It is. It they're presenting a clear and present danger. Right. Right. Squirrels used to shit themselves around humans. They wouldn't get within 20 yards of you, right? Now, first of all, there was this squirrel and it was coming in the garden. It was digging up um it was digging up my good wife's bulbs. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> from the flower pots from the from the flower pots, right? She's planted some yeah. bulbs and these fucking she squirrels coming in right in front of us. Right? In the glass door. So you see it yeah. coming in. It knows they're there. So there's yeah. no fucking about. It's like, all right, cons, carry on doing whatever you're doing. I'm just having a dig about for some bulbs. Just there for right. the bulbs. I heard so about I the go, bulbs. bang, bang on the window. Like, get yeah. off the fucking bulbs. Right. Yeah. And it fucking stood upright like a meerkat. Like, almost like, oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. fancy it, do you? Come you human then. cunt. Right. I couldn't believe it. It stood up and it just <laughs> eyeballed me. It did not blink. Right. And I'm going, fuck off, like this. And it just didn't blink. It's like, I'm ready, mate. I'm right here. Open the door. Let's go. This so is, I, uh, I couldn't believe it. This is evolution, um, isn't it? This is evolution at play. This you is know, what I'm thinking. The, it's the same with the seagulls. Yeah. Uh, they're just brazenly still chips. And it's the same with the crows as well. But, I mean, the crows have been out for fucking decades. The crows but, were uh, out in Richmond Park this morning when I went to reset my demons. Right. They were chattering like hell with each other which they don't usually do there was a gang of them planning something there was a gang of them and they didn't get out of my way which this is it there's a theme it's animals not getting out of your way time was not getting out of your way specifically in the, you in, in the 90s 
right? Yeah. You'd run this, you'd walk this any animals, and they'd get out of the way because they would acknowledge you as the superior species. Yeah, they yeah. placed, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, in Boris Johnson's Britain, right? Mm. You'd, uh, you know, you're, you're walking, a, you're walking along, and first the, the squirrels or whatever they just won't part. So, three examples: one, the squirrels. That squirrel fucks off in the end, but now he's back, and there's six of them, and they chase each other around my garden. They're frolicking. Which, frolicking, yeah. By the time, I mean, yeah. it's fine. It's fine for them to frolic. I mean, it, obviously, it's quite entertaining to watch them frolic. Sometimes they'll frolic in the garden for up to five minutes, I'll just stare at them. Beautiful, and yeah. To me, that's as good as anything on TV. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So... That's all right, but it worries me that there's six of them and they're not hiding in the shadows like squirrels used to. They're like, and they're yeah. not like, when I say frolicking in my garden, not up in the trees, mm. on the fucking AstroTurf, mate. You know, I've got AstroTurf out yeah, the back. You've mentioned it before, yeah. 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 And they're right there, like chasing each other, jumping on each other, play fighting. Just, I mean, it's fun to watch, but part of me is like, this is fun to watch, but lads, what the fuck are you thinking? This is a human garden. No, this is anymore. a human garden. Not anymore. They're what are you doing here? They've, they've probably got no respect for your so-called human garden because of the AstroTurf, Sam. Yeah. They, they, they don't this see it. can't even be bothered tending yeah. for a proper yeah. fucking lawn. It's probably the same as one of those indoor trampoline parks that people go to. That's probably what they regard it as. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a leisure centre for them. I tell you what, mate, there is no way... I mean, we'll get onto lawn. That's a whole episode. But I've had a lawn out in the back. And life's too fucking short, mate. <laughs> life's For a too lawn. short. It's too fucking short to tend to a lawn in Britain, right? Yeah. Where half the year, unless you're fucking on this shit all the time, the mud and rain. And frankly, lawn care, mm. no offence to people, and we have had people in touch before about their own lawn care, but for me, it's slightly lampardish. It, it 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 whiffs of the golf club well, and of the like the local mm. conservative association because it's yeah. a bit like I must do my lawn. Like one of my mates, he got into talking about his lawn so much around the same time he got heavily into golf, and I'm like, mate, you might as well just start fucking voting Tory. Yeah, I mean, God. do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I've God, lost yeah. you. I've lost you yeah. forever, mate. Yeah, I remember the good. I remember cost. I remember us down the Costa Brava in '93, mate. Fucking large in it. In that club, the underground, right? Those were the fucking days. No now look at you. Lawns that night. You're non-stop going on about your fucking lawn, right? Yeah. And it's it's a never-ending fucking saga because the British weather means you can get it all right, okay, mm. for a few weeks in the spring. Then the summer comes and it dries the cunt out, right? Then you get it fixed again. Then the winter comes and it turns to fucking mud. And you're in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Mm. And it's like, why are you even taking pride in your lawn? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's nice to look at a nice lawn, but that's not my area of expertise. My area of expertise is journalism. Journalism and podcasting. (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll say this. I've got a bit of lawn, right? It's not a lot, but I've got a bit. And I take zero fucking pride in it whatsoever. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it when it needs to be cut at the fucking last minute. I don't add any uh, chemicals to it. I don't water it. Because like you say, come the it's winter... It's an organic lawn. Yeah. Come the winter, it'll just turn to mud and shit anyway. Yeah. So what's the point? But uh, the problem, I do enjoy the... I do enjoy cutting it, though. 
I do enjoy getting the lawn. Yeah, I can imagine that being therapeutic. And I liked it when I had a lawn. The best thing for me was going to home base and spending loads of money on a really good lawnmower <laughs> and strimmer, which I subsequently used about twice and then, then gave away. Of- right. Yeah. The thing is, in my rig, there are the 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 sitting room, the lounge area has glass doors facing like across a whole wall facing out mm. into the garden. So effectively, nice. aesthetically the garden is almost part of your living space. So right, when it yeah. turns to shit and mud in the winter, then you might have made the house, your, your rig, your main relaxation area, nice, comfortable, tidy, yeah. looking good. Yeah. But you're, you you half feel like you're sitting in a mud bath, right? Yeah. And that is the reason why I decided to go artificial. Okay. Because I was like, if not, I'm out there the whole time. I was thinking, fuck, I'm not fucking... I have to keep it looking nice because if not, it'll get me down. I don't want to look at mud. I, mm. Mate, I've worked too hard to look at fucking mud when I'm trying to sit back and watch the telly. Well, this right? is it. Yeah, you're, you're kind of approaching the halfway point in life, let's say. That's it. And you don't want to... You don't why should the, I have to look at downward, mud? The downward part of life. I spent a huge know, part of, of, of my youth mud. looking at mud, right? Yeah. And I don't want to do it anymore. That's why I got involved in... The, in the rap business so I could claw my way out of the mud ghetto. <laughs> hey, hey, something. I, it was the only choice for me. I had to become a rapper or a yeah. or a boxer. And yeah. I chose the rap game. That's all game you get, isn't and, it? The only choices you get. When you're, you're in from. the mud ghetto. And now yeah. I swear and I told my mum that she would never have to look at mud again either. So I got... But I didn't want to splash out for AstroTurf. So for her, I just got her garden concreted over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of Irish lads that I met in the juicer. They're going to come and tarmac over your backyard. But I don't want you to. I like the grass. Don't you worry, Mum. I know Mum of it. mine. No Mum of mine is going to look at fucking mud out her back window. <laughs> I've dragged myself up out of it and I'm dragging you with me. Um. We had a few people get in touch with us with a story that they thought we might be interested in for uh, News Without News, or I've, I've transplanted it into the good or bad mm. occasional news thing that I do. So I'll just read mm. you the headline, Sam, and I want you to tell me if you think this is good or bad. Uh, investigation after Nazi monkey appears in Russian circus. Well, bad. Mm, hang on. Investigation is is the key word here. Yeah, but so do you is, trust is the investigation? Well, bad what's or the good? nature of the investigation? Because we're talking about Russia here, right? Yeah, which is a it's a rogue state. Yeah, yeah, and you, you wouldn't straight away. I'm thinking, yeah, investigation because the Russians have thought investigate that and see where we Nazi monkey. Let's fucking investigate, find out where we can get more of them from. Well, I can we give can you a do bit a more few info. more of them cunts. I can give you a bit more info if you want. Russian yeah. prosecutors have launched an investigation after a monkey wearing a Nazi uniform performed at a state mm. circus. Uh, the show also featured goats wrapped in Nazi flags with swastikas. Uh, it was part of a show at the Udmurtia Circus in the city of Izhvesk on mm. 8th of January. It was commissioned by the Russian Orthodox Church. It's a church That's show. Name. What a country. And they said that the show symbolised the spurning of Nazism. Yeah, um, right. And Russian law forbids public displays of Nazi symbols. So there we go. Well, um, monkeys have got a history of this sort of thing. Don't forget that fucking Nazi spy monkey in Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. End up poisoning himself, the daft cunt, on a yeah. date. Um, so, I mean, it could I mean, be a look, tribute to it's that. Well known, know. It's well known that Hitler put Göring in charge of a monkey radicalisation plan um, yeah. in in the early 40s to help with their war effort. And a lot of their monkeys disappeared, mm-hmm. we suspect mainly to South America, in yeah. the aftermath of the war to avoid prosecution. Some of them are still active. Some of them have descendants mm. who remain sympathetic to Nazi ideas. Yeah. And so you can't be too careful. It reminds me a bit of when I went to the racist circus in Hungary, which yeah, for years, that, of yeah. course, lived under the yoke of the Soviet Union. Yeah. yeah. And it's they, and they that, had those yeah. drugged cats, those sedated cats performing. They weren't Nazis, but as good as. It's all and, tied uh, into the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. And they yeah. also had that huge racist effigy of a, I think what they called American NBA guy or American basketball guy, which was a huge, gigantic uh, papier-mâché head of mm. um, what, what was supposed to represent an African-American basketball player. But the head was problematic. The features mm. were... They pandered to racist, racist tropes. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at so the monkey they're... now. I'm looking at the monkey now. He's on one of those extendable leads that you have a dog on, and he's, mm. he's striding around the, the exterior, the ring of the circus, the little mm. raised area, uh, with his Nazi uniform, and it looks like a, a hat as well. Got a little belt around his waist, which has slipped down a little bit. He looks very proud. But uh, I don't think there's anything to be proud of here. One of the defining uh, characteristics of the Nazis, they were always on about pride, weren't they? Yeah. So fucking thing. Yeah. Pride uh, this, pride that. Um, a, the head of PR at the circus has said that images of the animals have been taken out of context. There is nothing unusual about such ironic or grotesque characters being used <laughs> in circus performances, said Elena well, uh, I think earlier in an episode earlier this week, we were talking about a low, a low. And yeah. in a low, it, you could argue, you could argue, what's the difference? In a lower low, there were cuddly, comedic Nazis yep. being played by humans on they Saturday were. tea time. Yeah. And so they're saying, oh, it's, 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 it's ironic. It's ironic. Yeah, mm. Nazi whorehouse. That was the working title of a lower low, was wasn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, and so it was, yeah, it was, I, I, I suppose we'd say, no, it's ironic to present Mrs. Bay. And, and this geezer said, well, we're doing the same sort of, to be honest, we're doing the same shtick that Aloha Lol did in Britain many years ago, but we're doing it in circus form. We are hoping to eventually develop it and, and sell the IP as potentially a TV production <laughs> called Nazi Monkey Whorehouse. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, if anything, it's a, it's a tribute to Aloha Lol. As well as uh, an anti-Nazi, oh, very show. much an anti-Nazi uh, display. So uh, yeah, so that's that. Um, yeah, thanks for getting in touch about that. Here's something that people should never send us again, though. You know Nick Cage coming on Wogan in the eighties, oh, yeah, throwing money yeah, yeah, every yeah. day. Someone tweets us that, and I tell yeah. you this: thanks. We like the interaction on the one hand, but I'm just saying, heads up now. You wouldn't believe how many times we've been sent it. And it's not so much as, oh, I've got bored of it now, it's old. I'm not being like that. It's just that I didn't even find it funny the first time. Exactly. It was pathetic, wasn't it? Because it's Nick Cage just being a bit of a, like, 
yeah. proto Johnny Depp. Like, it's in look that Johnny at me, Depp how, realm, isn't it? Yeah. How crazy yeah. rock and roll I am, right? And, and you're like, mate, have I taken backstage? Yeah. What annoys me is Nicolas Cage. You are not a quarter of the man Terry Wogan is. You're in True. his fucking studio, mm-hmm. his house, his turf, and yeah. and this is not it's the kind turf. of conduct that that Terry appreciates, right? It's like that kind of show, yeah. No, exactly. I shouldn't give this away, but I went, but I'm gonna. Recently, I this is like really hot historical showbiz gossip. I went for a coffee earlier in the year with the great, the legend that is Steve Jones off of the Pyramid Game. Just Whoa. me and him. Just me and wow. him. Wow, catch it His up. son didn't come. His son yeah. didn't come. I, I, cut him out. And it was like it was a classic power play. I went to him all casual. I was going for a coffee, your old man. And he was like, he reacted well, to be honest. He didn't let it bother him. Yeah. But you knew like, it, mu- it. It must have rankled. Better. Right? Must have done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you found out I was having crafty coffees with your dad behind your back. <laughs> you fucking cunt. He's <laughs> <laughs> saucy and, cunt. So if I just like went for a coffee with your dad in Sunderland and then oh. like took a photo and then didn't yeah. send it to you, just stuck it on Instagram knowing that you would see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is quite Delivered. a good prank that we can start getting cunters to do, right? Dad theft. <laughs> yes! Dad theft, dad theft dad is a new nap. thing we're launching. Can you steal your mate's dad, right, and wind him up about it and then report to us about... Because, you know, a lot of dads... This isn't the case of Steve Jones. Steve Jones, obviously, you can imagine, man like him is not short of mates, right? Mm. But some dads are, you know, they, they quite like the opportunity to socialise. So to steal a dad... Yeah, can't be that it, difficult. Brazenly like that, especially but, uh, once suppose, lockdown's over. Especially once they've got yeah. their jabs, yeah. because then they're like they're fucking chomping at the bit to go out. Anyway, yeah, I went for a summer coffee with Steve Jones off the Pyramid Game, and we were chatting about this, that, and the other. But really, the whole time, uh, he's brilliant company, as you can imagine. But yeah. and I don't want to be pushy and go, yeah, Steve, that's all very well, but can you just tell me some 80s showbiz stories, please, <laughs> from the front line of 1980s entertainment? Because you think, oh, he doesn't want that, you know. So I waited. I bide my time, mate. This is one of my many journalistic skills that I've built over the years. I think, just yeah. bide your time, mate. Yeah. It's a social event, but remember, in the back of your mind, you're always journalism, right? That's what you, I call it. Do, do, you, do you kind of just... Um Cast your your rod into the water and just wait for a bite. I just wait, mate. I sit there and I wait and I think it'll come. And we got to the end of our coffee and it was in a park where we'd gone. And then we walked from the cafe back out of the park and uh, I was heading off to get in uh, on my scooter and he was walking home. And I was thinking, it's getting quite late now. I'm not sure whether I'm going to get a nugget. And Mm. I can't remember how or where it came from. But suddenly, bang! Just so yeah, I was, was almost giving up hope, he told me a story about being at the Eurovision Song Contest finals with Terry Wogan in 1987. <laughs> and, uh, and Ireland winning. Because Terry was presenting it on the box, but Steve was doing the radio audio. Steve was um, pretty oh, much yeah. the main guy at all awards in the 80s. You know when you get up and you've won the award mm-hmm. and they go, and they go, and the winner is for best podcast 
it's Andy Dawson, right? And then yeah. you stand up at your table, and as you walk from your table through oh, the other tables up to stage, a voiceover comes yeah. up and goes, Andy Dawson from Sunderland, yeah. first entered into podcasting with Bob Mortimer in 2000 and blah, blah, like, and all that, right? Yeah, Waiting yeah. his gap. Steve was excellent at that. But I think on this occasion, Steve might have just been doing the live radio commentary for probably like Radio yeah, 2 or something. Yeah, it used to be simulcast on Radio 2, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. People so didn't have tellies. Afterwards, him and Tellboy had already arranged to meet up for a drink. Yeah. I bet. But guess what? I, where was it? It was. I think it was in Austria, right? Which right. just made it funnier. And and Ireland fucking won. And before any Lampards get in touch, you go, actually, Ireland did win in 1987. I think it was 1987. Something like that. It might right. have been Austria. Might it was the been. 80s. They were in Austria. Ireland fucking won. So suddenly everything went up a notch because Terry mm. was, of course, banging with the Irish act who'd won. So suddenly they're out celebrating with the winning act in Vienna. And I know that Steve had arranged to go on Terry's show first thing the next morning. Mm. And he said, I, in the end, I had to retire off to bed early. He went, but um, he went, I left Terry still partying with the with the band yeah and uh when i turned up at his to to meet him to do the you know remote broadcast the next morning for his radio 2 breakfast show or whatever he goes it i was hanging in rags he went <laughs> terry had not been to bed and he was an absolute consummate pro you wouldn't have known it <laughs> and i was just like i think i said something to him like this well that was Terry. <laughs> Tried to make out. Tried to make out that I'm on their level of showbiz, a showbiz sort of stature. I've just given it like that. Oh, but that yeah. was Terry. That's that Terry was Terry you. all over. One word. Look up the word professionalism in the in the dictionary, and you'll just find a picture of old Tellboy. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Terry used to get through, I think he used to get through like two bottles of Baileys every time he did the Eurovision. <laughs> It was it was it, it was always well known. His tradition was that he would have a glass of Baileys with ice to mm. like commence the fucking Lovely. broadcast. But obviously, he's not just going to stop at one, is he? He's Terry nah. Wogan, you know. And and also from memory, Baileys is quite weak, so you can drink quite a lot of it before it's you start to feel pissed. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty weak. So it's a bit stronger than a bottle of wine. So getting through two of them. But you don't drink bat-sized glasses, do you? You don't drink wine-sized glasses of it. That's the problem. You should do. You might as well just cut to the chase. Instead of fucking around, you might as well just pour yourself a a tumbler of Baileys. Yeah, you can drink any size glass with a Baileys, I think. Because it's that tasty. You you drink it fast anyway because it's so delicious. Yeah, it is. I've still got a bottle in the fridge that needs finishing off. I just remembered. (sighs) Might do that tonight. Um, Yeah, so... uh, Great story, but yeah, dad napping. If you want to kidnap dad your napping, dad. is a great thing that we should start. Right? Mm. Can you steal your friend's dad without him knowing, mm. and then reveal it to him in a sort of an underhand power play way, and then just report to us how that yeah. went down? because yeah. yeah. it's a fucking good one. I mean, but loads you, of times. You you had an advantage with that because Steve Jones will have seen you not only as you know his son's pal. But also mm. as a high-ranking media figure. Well, you know we mean? were there to discuss media matters. Well, there you go. It works on two levels, doesn't it? And and like he would also, I like to think he's never used these words, but I like to think that he sees me in some ways as a protege. Very much so, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. You know, because mm. uh, you know there there wasn't anyone else I knew in my orbit who was a top broadcaster when I was a kid. It was Steve Jones. He gave me the inspiration to subsequently become a top broadcaster myself. Well, exactly. It was there on mm. your doorstep, almost literally. He showed you how it could be done. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he, he did, did Steve himself rise up from the mud in the same way that yeah, you well, have? He's, fr- he's from Crew, Right. He's from Crew, And, uh, yeah, so he, uh, he's from, yeah, a humble background in Crew, And he... he he, you know, as I've said before, he used to take us to the games, mm. and then we were really lucky because when we got to a certain age and his profile became big, he was asked to do a couple of corporate things for West Ham, which right. gave us access. Uh, uh, I went to at least two games where I was in like posh seats, yeah, and I sat next to. I've told you I sat next to Wixie and Todd Carty once, right? I did yeah, yeah. So that was courtesy of Steve Jones. That's just reminded me, a couple of people have been in touch to let us know that Grinch Hill is now on Britbox, the first four series of Grinch Hill. Oh, the best ones. The early ones are the Brit best, Box. I think. Yeah. So uh, I was just about to cancel my Britbox, and I think I'll have to go back and... Uh, yeah, it's worth sticking in for that. In fact, I was thinking of Grinch Hill earlier because I thought it might be a good subject, a really good plot line. Could mm. be something for forthcoming History Box episodes. Yes. Like Zamo on Skag. Week. Zamo on Skag yeah. or, or something to do with Gripper or something like that. First anyway, one's coming next week, isn't it? History Box. History Box, yeah. That'll be Tuesday. Instead. Are we going to reveal what it is or are you going to do that on Twitter at a later date? Uh, you can reveal it now because you suggested it. For episode, Well, should we give an overview? I don't know if we've explained what History Box is, but it's our new Tuesday uh, episode for subscribers. Tuesday. Up, yeah. up until now, get 
life logistics on a Tuesday. If you're not a subscriber, you should know you get an episode every single fucking day without ads, and they're all amazing. On Tuesdays, you usually get life logistics. Life logistics is not going to be discontinued, but occasionally on a Tuesday, we will replace it with History Box, which is just a one episode deep dive into a great moment in world history. Yep. And it could be anything. Like, it could be the Reformation, right? Mm-hmm. It could be the assassination of JFK. It could be um, the abdication of the old king, right? It could be but the time that it, it could be the time that Peter O'Toole appeared on the Letterman show on the back of a camel. It could be that. Is that it? Could be any of these things. It could be the time that Zamo got hooked on Skag. For episode one, it will be something that is easily as significant to the uh, a story of human civilization as any of those moments it yep. is phil collins at live aid in 1985 <laughs> uh, when you'll remember phil collins was the only artist to perform on both sides of the atlantic in a single day he performed at wembley then he got he a helicopter ride courtesy of noel edmonds from wembley to heathrow from there he jumped on concord flew to new york then got another helicopter from new york to philadelphia where he performed at the american leg of live zeppelin I've given you, yeah, and we've led Zeppelin. So I've given you the, they're the, the basic details, but trust me, the chapter of Phil Collins's book, which I think is called Not Dead Yet, right, which came out a few years ago, and it's probably, it was until Elton John's book came along and usurped it, my favourite rock and roll autobiography. Um, this remains my favourite chapter in a book of all time. So we'll be, we'll be deep diving that on History Box this Tuesday. Yeah, we will. Uh, why did we tell them that? I can't remember. Uh, we're talking about Grain Chill. Yeah. We're talking about Grain Chill. Anyway, just briefly, because I mentioned Todd Carty, just briefly, um, yeah, Steve Jones once, we got Corey Alexander in the cup, so he had divided allegiances because he'd grown up as a big crew fan, but then his son had become a big West Ham fan, so that got him into West Ham. So he got specially, but it was the same kit manufacturer for both clubs, which I believe was Buckter. Don't know if you remember that. Oh kit yeah, I remember Buckter. Yeah, yeah. And Buckter made the crew kit and the West Ham kit. You know what they did for Steve Jones? Made him a half and half tracksuit, mate. Wow, fucking. You hell. remember half and half hats? It's a half yeah. and half fucking tracksuit. Half crew, half West Ham. Jesus. We'll that, do that on means, history. A, that, we'll do that one, on history box one week. That's a one of a the kind, isn't it? Steve Jones wore a half and half tracksuit. They're not mass producing them, are they? Fuck it up. <laughs> don't think so. I think I don't know if he's still got it. I like to think that he has it framed in his yeah. study. I'll ask him. Good. Uh, where are we at? Shall we have a quick Shall look we... at the the predictions of um, what's he called again? Fucking uh, Nicholas Azula. We'll look back at his 2020 predictions first. Because yeah. uh, I get all of this from the Mirror website because they seem to feature him every fucking year because it's good content, yeah. isn't it? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's great um, content. 2020, what was he predicting? Um, a little bit of insight into how it works. He's, he's a past life regression therapist and hypnotherapist. And he says in the Mirror last year, he says, some of the visions I have uh, through dreams... And others just hit me when I'm walking around. This proper genuine quote here. He says, the dreams are the strongest, though, as that's when you're conked out. The logical side of your brain is switched off, giving more room to your intuitive side. <laughs> um, that's how it works, evidently. Uh, he says he felt that Trump would be defeated, but that he wouldn't go quietly. 
Oh, very good. Quite easy to predict, but... Yeah, fairly easy. Uh, Severe weather and heavy winds in the UK. Again, that kind of happens a lot. Uh, More specific, Paris Hilton announcing she's having a baby. Don't think that happened. Scandal around Lindsay Lohan and Jennifer Aniston starting a significant new relationship. Something about Amy Winehouse, but she was already dead, so I'm not sure what he was expecting there. Uh, A dog winning a talent show. England enjoying success at a major football tournament. There was no major never football happened, tournament. Did it. Got cancelled, mate. I'm looking to see anything about COVID. Um, someone called Justin caught up in a scandal. But that was the year before, wasn't it? That was Justin Trudeau when he was blacked up. Um, yeah, his 2020 predictions, they're not great. Just a reminder that in past lives he's been an Egyptian queen, a maid, a teacher in the French Revolution, a deer, a lion, and even lived in another universe. Um, yeah, that's that was 2020. Here's the predictions that he's given us for 2021. Mm. As featured in the mirror a week or so ago. And it says here, weirdly, uh, he claimed that it would be an influenza disaster that would dominate the world. Oh, no, he, he claimed this in 2018. So, well, you know, he could have said that for any year. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Uh, yeah, blah, 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 Egyptian queen, teacher, a lion, even lived in another galaxy. Fancy that. Uh, what's he got? Come on, Nicholas, what have you got for us? Yeah, he's just going on and on about um, predicting the uh, COVID. Um, he predicted Ariana Grande's cupcake-style dress at the Grammys. Did he? Uh, that's apparently. a good one because that's so pretty says, specific. He had, Here's um, one for you. Ariana Grande turn up at the Grammys dress. in a dress like a cupcake. Write Bang. that down. <laughs> uh, what else has he got? Come on. Hey, right, here we go. He's predicting a mass movement of people with thousands moving countries in one go. Yeah, I mean, that sounds very plausible. Civil unrest, he says. He says he's got visions yeah, of Rishi, Rishi Sunak resigning, uh, a yeah. fire raging through New York, and potential heartbreak for three earless celebrities. He says, I keep getting the words, I keep getting the words Tom Cruise and heart coming to me. Maybe that's literal and he'll be poorly with a heart problem, or maybe it's metaphorical and he'll go through a breakup or something. You know what? I'm going to have a cheeky side bet on because these What's things that? are all uh, open to interpretation. That Tom Cruise is going to fill in for t- um, for uh, what's his name? Ah, um, oh, the one who got caught in a sex dungeon. He presents the Heart FM breakfast show. In Jimmy I don't know whether he does it. Yeah, and when he goes off that. on his yeah. summer holidays, I think he holidays at a sex dungeon somewhere. Yeah, um, somewhere abroad. He goes to a foreign sex dungeon for his holidays. They get people in, don't they, to cover? Yeah. And I've, I think, think Tom, Tom I think it might mean that Tom Cruise is going to do a six-week stint on Heart FM Breakfast with Amanda yeah. Holden. Well, you know, you're, you're treading all over Nicholas's turf there, but okay. Here's another one. He says, I'm also seeing romantic heartache for Natalie Portman and Kim Kardashian. Who knows? Maybe she'll split with Kanye West. Well, that's mm. happened already, hasn't it? But that that's was happened. on the cards. That was on the cards. I think there was rumours about that for ages now. He's got Nick Peter Andrea relaunching his musical career, a new Harry Potter book, and a digestive biscuit going viral. 
a digestive mm. biscuit is going to go viral in 2021. Sam. What circumstances could you see that happening? I can't imagine. I'm not Nicholas a jeweler. That's down well, to him. I think that they're all there for interpretation, aren't they? I mean, He's it's also... happened before because people did that Lionel Rich tea set. Of course, that was a rich tea. That's the only time I can think of a viral biscuit. Yeah. Um, he's got a male world leader being assassinated. He says, I couldn't see who it was, but I sensed it sent shockwaves through the world. Obviously, I hope that doesn't come to fruition, he says. Mm. Um, it's not scandal. He's predicting a rise in far-right politics. I mean, again, that's not hard to fucking see, is it? No. Um, well, that's pretty much it. Uh, what he says... <laughs> A lot of people are open-minded and intrigued by what I do, but of course you do get sceptics. They say things like, why don't you predict the lottery then? But I can't control the visions, and me winning the lottery wouldn't serve any purpose to the wider world. It's not everyone's destiny to become a billionaire. But he'd fancy it though, wouldn't he? Let's face it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's monetising his predictions in any other way. I would imagine he must be monetising them some way, because if not, what's the point of going to the effort? It can't be easy. You probably have to, you know, get yourself worked up in some Mm. sort of transcendental fucking frenzy for these to start spilling out of you. I mean, you've seen Minority Report, haven't you? Right? In that, they've got these lads and, and, and lasses who can do the predictions, but they've got to get them rigged up to fucking, um, you know, crocodile clips, chargers, battery charging sort of things and leave them floating about in a fucking pool, half comatose. And once in a while, a little lottery ball falls out of their bum hole and it tells you what's going to happen. <laughs> it's right? no fun, is it? It's no Doesn't fun. Doesn't look like much fun, but that is a reflection of how fucking, there is a lot of graft involved in the prediction game. You don't just come out with it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is he must be on the make somewhere along the line. Well, I don't know because in the comments... Underneath the story in the mirror, uh, Elenog says, I predict he's an idiot. And then someone called Blue Car says, yeah, a get rich quick one. And then someone underneath called Truth Hurt says, a genuine psychic does not charge. So, <laughs> uh, well, like John McCreerick. John McCreerick didn't Nicholas charge himself. and he was a psychic, wasn't he? Yeah. Was he? Well, yeah, he predicted what who was going to win the horse races. Did he? I thought he just told you what the odds were. He was a tic-tac no, I think man. he gave you, he did all I think he did gave all you the... a little wink when he was he, like, yeah, I reckon oh, well, that sure one's going to win. Oh, well, I never picked up on that. A tipster. Uh, hey, you know how people say, sorry, just a quick oh, bit of um, wellness advice because mm-hmm. it's important to, at this time of year, a lot of people are trying to change their lifestyle. Yeah. Did you know, right, have you heard that mm. if you don't wash your hair, if you stop washing your hair, after a certain number of weeks, it yeah. starts to clean itself naturally? Yeah, it does. Someone tried to tell me that it's the same with wiping your bum. Oh! <laughs> who told you that? Len? <laughs> no, no one told me that. I told it to Len because I thought it was a funny ah. joke. <laughs> and I hope he doesn't what? take it seriously. Oh, no, mate, say- hey, mate. If you stop wiping your bum, right, it's not nice to begin with, but after a couple of weeks, it starts self-cleaning. <laughs> like your hair. Once you get through that, that, that barrier, yeah. the first couple of weeks, it starts to clean itself. Yeah. He well, knows what I say is a lie. I mean, I told him that I 
kicked all of my brothers up the arse so hard when we were younger that their asses came out of their mouths. Yeah, and yeah. his only response to that was, "Well, how come they've all still got asses then?" And I said, "They're artificial." <laughs> yeah, lockdown's yeah. going fine as long as you can keep a steady flow of entertaining lies going. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I've got my brother on the line here. Oh, it's Cass. Maybe he's calling with a rat update. He did promise me a video of the rat. Yeah. And then he didn't send it. And because he said, would you like to see a video? Because I said, after we talked about the rat last week, I sent him a text and went, have you caught that rat yet? And he went, no, but would you like to see some video footage of it? And I wrote, yes, very much. And I think I was so quick and enthusiastic in my response that he quite literally smelt a rat and thought, oh, yeah. that cunt's probably talking about me on his stupid podcast again. Yeah. So he hasn't sent me the footage, but I've just received a call. I'm hoping right. that whatever that call is about, I will be able to negotiate footage of the rat from his night vision camera desist. equipment. It's not a season to Could be a season to Could go either way, this call. Could do. Could do. Uh, right. Well, we've we'll got to do the predictions of the football as well. You got time for that? Yeah. Okay, uh, here we go. Liverpool versus Manchester United. Oh, fucking hell. What day is that? That's uh, Sunday, I think. It's always on a Sunday, that, isn't it? Half four, usually. Uh, two, <laughs> I think that's going to be 2-1 to Liverpool. 2-1 to Liverpool. I, think I know United are top, be... but I can't see United winning. I mean, United just aren't as good as Liverpool. I know no. there'll be United fans going, well, look at the league table then, you yeah. stupid cockney twat i got to right. knock them off their fucking but, perch again like we did in 93. Um, yeah, but listen, we all know Liverpool are the better team. Mm. I'm going 1-1 for that one. 1-1. Okay. Uh, on to Sheffield United versus Tottenham. I'll go first here. Sheffield United, I think they're going to win that 1-0. Yeah, I had a funny feeling about that. Mm. Tottenham are going a bit Tottenham-y, aren't they? They're going a bit tottenham Sheffield United beat Newcastle the other night, yeah. This is a game I would like both teams to lose. I'm going to play it safe and say 2-0 Tottenham. 2-0 to Tottenham. Okay, uh, then we've got the West Hams. Uh, it's the Clariton Blue Derby against Burnley, yeah. mm. I believe. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Uh, go for it. What do you reckon? I'll say 1-0 West Ham. 1-0 to West Ham. I think it will be... 3-1 to West Ham. Whoa. How about that? And then we've got AFC Wimbledon versus Sunderland. I'll go first there. If you're thinking about uh, getting this one online, it kicks off at 1pm instead of the usual 3pm. So don't miss out Weird. on this one. It's going to be AFC Wimbledon, Sunderland. Uh, oh, fuck it. Just 1-1 again. Yet again, uh, Sunderland uh, will fail to win. I'll say 1-0 uh, Sunderland. 1-0 to Sunderland. Well, that's very decent of you. Uh, finally, Nottingham Forest versus Millwall. 2-1 hmm. Forest. 2-1 Forest. Uh, I think it will be 1-1. That one. And that is the predictions for the weekend. We should quickly thank the lovely people at um, House of Wax who sent oh. us some free candles. In Stockton on Tees. In Stockton on Tees, um, yeah. Not far from you. It. You could probably go yeah. and buy some in person. Lovely yeah. place where I've spent a night before. Uh, 
fucking hell. These candles, check them out. I think they're on Etsy, aren't they? They're on House Etsy. Of wax. House of Wax candles on Etsy, yeah. We're, we're not getting paid anything for this. They did send us some stuff unsolicited after we yeah. had a Mandel discussion last week. And I'm not just saying it because we got sent some for free. They are amazing candles in great flavours. And the thing is, is that they're cheaper than you go up and get all these posh ones that people get, Joe Malone or what have you. These right. ones are as good. The game changer, mate, laundry day. Right. You think I've, I've said got, too much, I don't, don't I don't you? I don't know if I've got that one. I'm not sure. Is that the, the bottle? That's the bottle with the sticks. Right. I haven't tried that yet. Smells like you've done fresh laundry. Okay. Let's not go too far. Let's not give them I know, too you much feel, airtime. I can tell you feel we've gone too far. Yeah. And I think we should or stop I've getting people to far. send us stuff because otherwise we're just going to be just name checking people who've sent us free stuff. And that's when you cross the line into bullshit. Um, okay. Right. That's it from this episode. Enjoy your weekend if you can. Um, and we'll be back with more. Uh, oh, Top Flight Tune Machine's coming back on Sunday, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Should we tell them which, which chart we're doing? Well, I can remember the year. Let's just tell them the year. 1974. Okay, now. Before we were both born. Before we were fucking born, you dickheads. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Thank you very much, and ta-ta. Bye-bye. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.